0: What's up, everybody? My name's Tom Langan, and this is Something Good, the bite-sized podcast about anything and everything good, for goodness sake. Welcome to episode 35. Today, I want to talk about history. That's right, history. History is something good. We're going to pick that apart a little bit. First things first, as usual, we'll dive right into the what. So what is history? What am I talking about when I use that word? What I'm talking about is very broadly the study of past events. I think that's the easiest way in my mind to define history. That's what history is. Now, why do I think understanding history is important? Well, there's a lot of reasons. But I think when I boil it down, um, as I was just thinking about it before uh, pressing record on this podcast, When I think about history, what I think one of the most important things is um, in understanding history is it helps us to avoid um, making mistakes, essentially. Right. So you think about anything when you're coming up with a plan to tackle something, when you're coming up with an idea of how to approach a problem or approach uh, a given situation. There are always multiple routes to the finish line. Right. But. Uh, Some of those routes are going to be more successful than others. And what I think history does is it helps us eliminate some less successful routes by understanding that other people who have who have gone before us have tried, uh, tried solutions for things and have uh, found. Ah, <sighs> sneeze. All right. That's a first. I think that's the first time I've sneezed on the podcast anyway. Um You know, people who've gone before us have have tried solutions to problems and have uh, have encountered failure um, as a result of those attempts. And so by by understanding history, by learning from uh, from those experiences um, of people that have gone before us, we can apply those experiences to our own problem solving and solution sets and and use them to eliminate ones that have proven ineffective in the past. And so I think that's something good, right? I mean, if you can eliminate, if there are say a hundred, a hundred solutions to a given problem, right? So say you have a problem, and you have a hundred possible solutions that you've come up with. If you have to try all one hundred, that's a going to take a lot of time, b going to take a lot of resources, and c you're going to end up failing a lot, right? But if you can look back and provide some historical historical context, if you can study. Um whether or not this problem has has existed before and how other people have approached it, um maybe you can eliminate seventy five of those possible solutions. so now you're down to only having to try twenty five possible solutions rather than a hundred and that seems very valuable to me, both you know from a sort of economic mindset but also from a um you know uh, an efficiency mindset, right? I mean, if you're talking about Trying to solve something uh, in the most efficient way possible, I think understanding um, past experiences with that problem is tremendously useful and not just useful, but really necessary, because otherwise um, you could very well just be kind of taking shots in the dark, seeing what sticks. Uh, and that I don't think is ever really a fruitful solution to solving a problem. Um, the reason I bring this up today is because there's been a lot of I've seen a lot of debate online um, and, and I'll, I'll hold off on my personal opinions on that uh, for a few seconds. But I've seen a lot of debate online about the movement to take down Confederate statues um, around the country, uh, including, I believe, uh, the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, has uh, requested to remove Confederate statues from the Capitol. And um, there's been a lot of controversy around uh, these movements to remove these statues. And and that controversy um, or the main argument that I've seen around that controversy is that by removing the statues, you're erasing history. But I don't think that's a good argument. Um, and I'll explain why. So, first of all, I mean, I think on its surface, I know that I you know, I don't learn, I haven't learned history or any, my understanding of American history has not come from statues, right? My understanding of of American history has come from um, history classes, has come from textbooks, has come from reading, has come from documentary programming, has come from a variety of sources, uh, reading historical journalism, um, etc. But it has not come from statues. Uh, I don't ever remember a time in my life where we were brought to a statue um, to be taught about uh, the Civil War. Also, my feeling is that statues generally are, are created as, uh, as a way to memorialize, um, as a monument to um, something that we are proud of, or uh, is a good thing from our past, or a positive event, right? Uh, not always, but most of the time, right? And and so I would argue very clearly that uh, it doesn't, on that ground, it doesn't make any sense to have Confederate statues uh, or monuments to people who were literally traitors and sought to destroy the United States of America as it existed at the time. Um, that doesn't make any sense to me as a country. Why would we hold up and create monuments? Uh, to traitors of that country. Um, I don't understand. So um, and, and by that argument, if it's purely for um, for historical edification, then why do we not have statues um, of, you know, for example, Emperor Hirohito? He was the emperor of Japan when Japan bombed Pearl Harbor. We all know about Pearl Harbor. There are museums. There's there are monuments to um, the American servicemen and women uh, who were killed during the bombing, the attack on Pearl Harbor. Um, We all know the date, December 7th, a date that will live in infamy. Um, There is no there is no forgetting Pearl Harbor in this country. Also, there is no statue of Emperor Hirohito in this country that I'm aware of. Um, And so it that argument kind of falls flat, right? Um, We do have historical monuments in this country. Of course, Um, some of those are statues, right? We do have a statue of Liberty here in New York Harbor. Um, I'm okay with that, right? That's a statue too. First of all, it was a gift from France. It's not something we erected ourselves. Um, It was sort of a re gift from France uh, because they tried to give it to Egypt I believe initially um and Egypt said thanks but no thanks and so I think we were their second or third choice for who gets that statue but um regardless of that um you know there is uh you know that that statue um is not a monument to a betrayal right and I don't really understand the idea of memorializing um uh, or creating a monument to a betrayal, uh, so there's that, right? Um, ultimately, when you come down to it, now, the other thing too that I think actually that's important to understand about these statues is uh, the context in which they were erected. The vast majority of these statues uh, around the country, including uh, in washington d c it's my understanding. Correct me if I'm wrong, by all means that it's entirely possible I'm wrong. Often enough, but my understanding is that these statues uh, were all uh, were mainly erected, mostly were erected in the Jim Crow era. Um, and I believe with that understanding that they were erected, um, and, and if you look at they were erected, who they were erected by, the groups that supported the construction and erection and raised the funds to put up these monuments and these statues, They were groups that were interested in reminding the the black citizens of this country that they had they had come from slavery and were not equal to the white citizens of this country. I think that's what they wanted to do with these statues. That was the that was the message that was being sent as these statues were erected um, during the era of Jim Crow. and. So with that in mind, if you are against racism, which we all should be obviously, um if you are against racism, if you want to repair or or at least take steps towards repairing the damage that has been done by um groups like the KKK and and their sort of uh um better disguised uh, counterparts and other racist organizations the damage that has done, been done by those organizations to this country and to the citizens of this country then the least we can do is take down these statues that were put up um with the intention in mind to remind black americans that they were less than white americans um It just makes sense, I think. And it is not erasing history, right? Um, I don't have an issue if you want to take some of these statues and put them in museums and tell the story of how they were put up, why they were put up, and why they were ultimately taken down. There's value in that, absolutely. Um, But I don't think there's value in leaving them up. I don't see any reason to go to the town square and look up at a statue of Robert E. Lee. He was a traitor to this country. We should not have statues of him memorializing him um, or or holding him up as, as a hero when he was indisputably a traitor. That's just what I think about it. But I think that's why that goes to show one of the reasons why understanding history is so important. If you understand the history of why these statues were erected. Similarly, as to the history of the Confederate flag, which just recently, uh, I think just in the last couple of days, NASCAR announced that they are banning the Confederate flag from all of their events, which I think is awesome. Uh, They are, uh, I also saw that the United States Marine Corps is banning the display of Confederate flags on all bases um, in any form. Uh, on any personal items whatsoever and i think that's great that was weird i kind of uh choked that word whatsoever um sorry about that that's what you get with an unedited podcast um a sneeze and a and a weird uh swallowing chokey word thing um anyway uh yeah so i think that's a great thing and and the u.s army has come out and said that they would be Open to the idea of renaming military bases that were named um, uh, that were named uh after I guess is the right word to put uh I don't I, I was trying to search for in memory of or but what just named after we'll make it easy um the u s Army is willing to re- is willing to consider renaming uh military installations that were named after uh confederate soldiers or Confederate generals, um, like Fort Bragg. Um, uh, I believe Fort Benning also, there are several large army installations that are named after Confederate, um, generals or soldiers. And, uh, so yeah, so I think that's a good thing too. Um, I think it makes sense. It doesn't mean that we should forget about who those people were or what they did, but I think we should remember it. Or put it in its proper context that people who were Confederates um, were traitors to this country. The Confederacy sought to secede from the United States of America to form their own country on the foundation of slavery. That is an indisputable fact, the cornerstone speech of the Confederacy delivered by the then vice president of the Confederacy stated that the Confederacy was built on a foundation that um the Negro race was uh less than or um uh second to uh or his natural state of being was um was to be enslaved by white men. Um that is pretty unambiguous. And so for anybody that argues that uh, the Confederate flag is not a symbol of racism, um, that anybody that argues that the Confederate, that the Re- the uh, Civil War was not fought over slavery, that it was fought over economics. Well, you're kind of partially correct because it was fought over economics, but the economics it was fought over were the economics of slavery. Um, so you're really cherry picking your argument there. But um, when you get right down to it, uh it's pretty clear that the Confederate flag is a symbol of racism. It is a symbol of racial subjugation, it is a symbol of slavery. Um that is something we should remember. And if we remember it correctly, um in proper historical context, then we should not hold up either that flag or the people who flew it as heroes. And so that's why I think history is good, and it's why I think banning the Confederate flag is good, and it's why I think taking down Confederate statues is good. Because understanding the history helps us understand why all of those things should not be held up um, in in our country, in our culture. And that's something good. That's about all I got to say about that. Uh, just something that was on my mind uh, based on a discussion that I had uh, earlier this morning online, and I, uh, I just wanted to share it. So I hope you enjoyed. Thank you, as always, for listening. Thank you for liking and subscribing. Please share the podcast with your friends. Please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. As always, you can find us on all the podcasts app: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio etc, etc. Please share it around. Let your friends know about it. um, If you find value in it, if you have suggestions for episodes of the show, please don't hesitate to reach out. You can find us on social media at some good pod. And if you want to join our Facebook group, uh, I have a Facebook group for the podcast called Something Good for Goodness Sake, where we just share positive good things. So if you want to join a group that is based around positivity and overall goodness, then uh, come on by. Join us on Facebook. Uh, We'd love to have you. Once again, thank you so much for listening today. I really appreciate it. And I will talk to you soon. (laughs) Bye-bye.